Hey, this is Dave Ryder from New Spring Church here in beautiful Perth, Western Australia. Really praying that this message is going to help you. If you'd like some more information about our story, just head to newspring.org.au. Well, like it or not, 2021 has arrived. And um, this year I've noticed that around the world everyone's a whole lot more cautious about 2021 than what we were in 2020. 2020 was the year of vision, man. We're up for it. We're going to go. 2021, we've learned our lesson. <laughs> um, I reckon in 20, um, 2021, like we're here in 2021, I reckon that most of us still have some 2020 resolutions that are still pending, right? <laughs> it's like I didn't get to that straight away. Uh, every year I know... Um, um, a lot of people want to get in shape, but none of us anticipated that COVID would have hit. And instead of putting on, on, on weight, most of us have got the COVID kilos, which gives us, uh, it makes us feel good, doesn't it? You know, like, and round is certainly a shape, so I'm getting in shape. I think the most sobering lesson that um, a lot of people learn around the world, and this is actually pertaining to parents, and Andrew and I, we've definitely learned this lesson. The most sobering lesson that we've learned this um, last year is that for the majority of parents, we are completely ill-equipped, we are incapable, we do not have the capacity to do any homeschooling whatsoever. Can I get an amen from the parents? Yep. We lasted about two days, and to be honest, it was probably one and a half days, and after that, I was like, nah, we cannot do homeschooling. So we are praying for our teachers that you get a good rest, because come the first week of February, the rider kids are going back to school, and um, we thank God for that. But ready or not, here we are. It's 2021, and um, I want to I want to actually speak three things um, into the life of our church, and um, I'll be saying similar stuff to Kalamunda next week. Next Sunday night will be a different different movie, but for this one, we're going to actually glean from um, one of the Rider Kids' favorite movies. Um, Kayla wanted to do this, so she gets to um, have her way. But the title of today's message is called "Off We Go," which I think is quite fitting for 2021. Because there's a lot of people who don't want to get going in 2021, but guess what? It's here, guys. We've got to get going. And um, that's what we're going to do. So in order to do that, um, we're going to watch this movie. So here is the very first scene. So sit back, relax, don't let the rattling roof um, worry you too much. We are in Camelo, and this building literally may fall apart at any given time. But this is we do very good with what we got. So check out this um, clip, and then we'll get into the message. We kept most of this stuff to begin with. I mean, why on earth did we save this old broken thing? Don't you remember that kite? We used to love flying that with mother and father. Well, it won't fly anymore. Out it goes. No looking back. your love and maybe soon
live and breathe. When the wind rises, George, you nearly lost your kite. Had you two nearly lost your Georgie, he might have got away completely had I not been holding on to the other end of that string. My goodness, Annabel, what have you done to your clothes? You could grow a garden in that much soil, and John, yes, just as filthy. How do you know our names? Because she's Mary Poppins, of course. May I say you look lovely as always? Do you really think so? Nice to see you, Jack. Good to see you too, Mary Poppins. I was just your age when we first met, working for a chimney sweep. How is dear old Bird? Traveling the world, he is. Off to points unknown. Well, now I am off to speak with the father of these children. His family is clearly in desperate need of a nanny. Now, quick march and best foot forward, and I'll thank you not to dawdle. Michael, we are still not a codfish. <laughs> Jane Banks, still rather inclined to giggle, I see. Right, well. Okay, we need to fix that sound, guys. <laughs> um, reverb and like. Who likes Mary Poppins? couple of people. Um, I grew up on Mary Poppins, Sound of Music, all that kind of stuff. So last night Sound of Music was on. I was actually pretty happy and watching that. Um, but Mary Poppins returns um, once again to look after the Banks children. And if you've actually watched the movie, who hasn't watched Mary Poppins Returns? I did this movie this morning and guess what we had to watch this afternoon with the kids? Mary Poppins Returns. I'm sick of this movie right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was great again. Um, but it was um, Mary Poppins Returns once again to look after the Banks children. Um, and if you have watched the movie, you'll know that not only the Banks children, but also one of the Banks children's children, and that being Michael's children. And um, I'm sure like all um, movies and the previous Mary Poppins movie, this is going to um, become one of the classics. I think we're drawn to movies because we are story people. Um, we relate very well with stories. If you pay enough attention um, to the Bible, you will actually read that the Bible is actually composed of many, many stories. We get a glimpse in the stories of ordinary people like you and I, um, except we get to see the way that God relates to them. We have people like Abraham, like Esther, like Daniel, like Gideon, like Ruth, and Paul, and so and so and so and so. And there are so many people in our um, book that we call the Bible. And every story is connected. It's actually intricately woven together with a scarlet thread into this grand, beautiful tapestry that we call history, or in other words, his story. God has actually brought us all together to actually make this grand and glorious story. Throughout history, God has revealed himself to humanity by being wrapped and garmented in story because he has created us to be story people. And if you think about it, all of us even use story language in our everyday use. Uh, we say, well, that's the end of that chapter and we move on to something else. We say it's turning the page over or we say you have a blank sheet. And as we step into 2021, we understand that this is a brand new chapter that we get to um, enjoy and we get to step into. But it also provides us January with a blank blank slate. So in light of that, there are three things coming out of this movie which I want to um, bring to our um, awareness, and I really believe that they're going to be things that we carry with them, with us in this brand new year. The first one's called Unlikely Re-Beginnings. Unlikely Re-Beginnings. Unlikely Re-Beginnings. If you ask Kayla and Jackson Ryder if there is any other name by which they know Daddy as, there's actually quite a few. Um, the most obvious one, or probably the one that will come out of their, mo their mouth the most often, is he is the big bald guy. 
they call me that almost daily. In fact, um, Kayla loves to come and tap me on my head and use my head as like a little drum. What they really love to do in summer is because when I go out in summer, I need to put sunscreen not just on my face and arms, but also on my bald head. So what they love to do is actually get the sunscreen. They come up to me. It's almost like they tackle me. They pull my head down and they actually put sunscreen all over my head. They call me the big bald guy very, very often. There's a name which I um, like a little bit more, which they don't use as much right now, but it's called the Boss Daddy. That's a cool one, right? Every single father should be called the Boss Daddy. And they got that from another kid's movie, The Boss Baby. Anyone watch The Boss Baby? Yeah? You guys don't have kids. You don't watch kids' movies? (laughs) Um, If they actually called me the Boss Daddy, that would actually have some more authority and that would be great. There is one name um, that they don't call me, but I actually call myself. And as soon as I call myself this name, they run to whatever they hold as very precious and they go into protection mode almost automatically. They're feeling okay right now because we're not at home. But if I was to say this name at home, they would run because they know exactly what's about to happen. The name is the bin man. The bin man. Isn't that right? Yeah. Because as soon as the bin man comes out, you know what's going on. Everything's going in the bin. Because I have that kind of personality that if I see something around the place and if we haven't used that in the last month, I automatically assume, well, we obviously don't need that, right? And if we don't need that, guess where that sucker belongs? That sucker does not belong in your bedroom, does not belong on the ground, does not even belong on the shelf. That thing belongs in the bin. Anyone with me? Okay, you're you're revealing your personality type right now, by the way. But I do that. I'm a man who's caught up in this consumer world, you know. I'm a material boy and I'm living in this material world, you know what I'm saying? Um, Even that's getting dated, Madonna. Yeah, there we go, showing my age. I I live in this consumer-saturated world which actually says, if in doubt, throw it out. And um, there, there are things that if they're no use to me, I actually throw it out. I actually hold this philosophy when it comes to life, and a lot of us do. If there are things that we don't use, or let me go a little bit deeper. If there are things that are in our life that have either hurt us, damaged us, or disappointed us, how many of us say, you know what, I want to get rid of that right away. That belongs in the bin. Is anyone else like that? I reckon there's a lot of people who've been thinking, I don't reckon, I know there's a lot of people who've been saying, you know what, 2020, that sucker belongs in the bin. In fact, there's a lot of people who've been saying with more colourful language, this kind of sentiment, don't let the door hit your backside on the way out 2020 because we never want to see you ever again. Has anyone had a 2020 like that? It's like, we do not want to see 2020 again because we have this mindset, that sucker belongs in the bin. That thing was of no use, it disappointed me, and for some of us, it really hurt me. So let's get rid of it. That's the mindset that we have. We live in this consumer world and we, we kind of have that. We, we, we're like swimming in this culture. We don't even know that, that we always um, have that thing. The thing that trips us up is that God has a different perspective on the world than what we do. And I wish he didn't. I wish he thought the same way as I did. I, I, I honestly wish that God just agreed with me all the time. Wouldn't that be great? You know, God, I think this. And God was saying, Dave, you know what? That's a great idea. That's a great perspective. I haven't thought about that before. Let's go. Let's do it your way. But God is nothing like that. God sees things very, very differently. And he has a different perspective on life. And this is what God does that completely irritates me so often. He does not waste a thing and he will not waste an experience. You may say amen. I'm saying that sucks. (laughs) But but you know what I'm saying? God is like that. He has this ongoing, irritating, persistent insistence throughout his journey with his people of reusing what seems to be unusable, often dirty and worthy to just be discarded. God seems to use things that we want to throw out and disregard and forget about all the time. And me, for one, that really, really irritates me all the time. In fact, God actually brings about the hope of the world by birthing through this weak, insignificant, unlikely people group called Israel. There's nothing significant about Israel. There's nothing strong about Israel. There's nothing so intelligent about Israel. There's one pinnacle in the history of Israel with King Solomon where, yeah, they are strong. There is wisdom and they are, for the very first time and the only time, a blessing to the entire nations. But after that pinnacle, they went downhill pretty fast. And it seems to me, as you read through Israel's scriptures and Israel's story, Israel made a big mess 
of everything to the point where it just, you know, we should just get, get away with that. It seemed like the mess, they messed things up, and common sense would say, let's just get rid of that, let's throw it away. But God looks at that and he says, you know what, I can still use that. In fact, last Friday we celebrated God saying, you know what, I can still use that. Listen to this scripture. I haven't got um, the scripture on the screens. Um, if you'd like scripture on the screens, come and volunteer. That would be great. Um, Isaiah, but you know what? You should bring your Bible to church. Oh, you can have it on your phone. Isaiah 11, um, verse 1 to 5. This is a messianic prophecy. Listen to this. Out of the stump, everyone say stump. Stump doesn't sound too glamorous, does it? Out of the stump of David's family, I will grow a shoot. Shoot doesn't look that glamorous either. Yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old root. And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He will delight in obeying the Lord. He will not um, judge by appearance nor make a decision based on hearsay. He will give justice to the poor and make fair decisions for the exploited. The earth will shake at the force of his word and one breath from his mouth will destroy the wicked. He will wear righteousness like a belt and truth like an undergarment. Last Friday, we celebrated the birth of Jesus. You were there for that, right? You celebrated Christmas? Kind of an important deal. Well, understand and recognize that this master plan did not come via a masterful, really, it didn't look very masterful. Because the prophetic um, utterances said, this is the way that God's Messiah is actually going to come about, by a stump, right? Have you ever seen a stump? The reason why a stump exist is because previously there was a tree you know but the tree got destroyed and all you're left with is a stump and God's saying at this stump which we would kind of say you know what we should really get rid of that stump because that stump's a bit of a nuisance it's a bit of an annoyance and God says you know what I'm going to use the stump and he says this is what's going to happen with the stump out of the stump a little shoot is going to come out and from that shoot, there's going to be a branch. And that branch is going to bear fruit. I'm going to bring you out something new out of something old. All right? Now, if you're not familiar with that, you are not familiar with the way that God works. And it's very frustrating, isn't it? But that's the way he brought about Messiah. That's the way Jesus was born. He actually used the stump to bring about the Savior of the world. We celebrated it last Friday. Guess what he's going to do with your life and my life? Those things that we want to disregard, those things that we want to turn away, those things that we say, that hurt me. I don't want to know about that. I want to hide that away. How often God actually brings those things to the fore and says, um, I can still use that. That's how God works. In fact, that's how he always works. We live in a culture that discards the old, but God renews the old in order to bring forth something new. God does that all the time. And that is exactly, that is precisely how this movie works. I'm not using this movie as an allegory. I'm using this movie to give you illustrations as to how God works. Has anyone watched the very first Mary Poppins? If you haven't, I, man, I'm very sad for your childhood. You know what? There's something about a kid. They have to watch Mary Poppins. They need to see that. But Mary Poppins Returns begins where Mary Poppins, the original movie, finishes, where it lefts off. The very end of the original Mary Poppins movie ends with the song, Let's Go Fly a Kite. Do you remember that? Let's go fly. No? Man, oh, seriously, next week we're doing Mary Poppins. <laughs> Let's Go Fly a Kite. Does anyone remember that song? Okay, <laughs> let's go fly a kite. Interestingly enough, the current story, the current movie, begins with Michael, who's now an adult, finding that same kite, but that kite is now old and worn out. Do you remember what Michael said when he actually found the kite in the attic? This is what he said about the kite. He said, well, it won't fly anymore. Out it goes, no looking back. That's what he said. Well, it turns out that kite that was so useful of yesterday's or previous decades ago, turns out that that kite of yesterday, it still flies, it still flies once it got out of the attic, didn't it? Didn't take too much, really. It seems that that instrument that was so effective decades ago was still taken up by the wind once it got out of the attic. It had to get out of the attic. The catalyst that transformed not Michael's life, but Michael's dad, George Banks' life, 
Seems that this movie starts off that this kite still has a bit of pep in it, still has a bit of fight in it, still has a bit of flight in it, as long as it gets out of the attic. And it seems that this old, worn-out green kite that has been hidden in the attic for decades, it is this green kite in this movie that begins a brand new story, okay? But not just a brand new story, because if you've been paying attention or if you have watched these movies, there are so many other destroying, destructive movies. I actually watch some decent movies, all right, that don't destroy your soul. <laughs> but... Um, it actually turns out that this, this kite actually begins a brand new story for a brand new generation. That's profound. That's profound. This kite, it was hidden in the attic for decades. And as soon as it got out, the wind took it and it started to fly. It is an unlikely re-beginning. An unlikely re-beginning. And the question is, and I really felt that God actually wanted to say that to our church today, this morning and tonight. The question is, is there anything that you've hidden away? Is there anything in your attic that as soon as it comes out, the wind of the Holy Spirit will pick it up once again and it actually has some fight in it. It has some flight in it. It still has some grunt in it. It still has some pep in it. And it'll actually start a new story, not just for your life, but also for the generations to come. Is there anything? Is there any dream? Is there any skill? Is there something that you said, I'm going to disregard that. I'm going to hide it away. That was useful a couple of decades ago, but right now it's not going to fly anymore. But God's saying, I'm going to take that thing, I'm going to bring it out of the attic, and you see what my wind will actually do as the Holy Spirit comes and blows upon that. That is good preaching. Did you know that? Is there anything? Let me tell you something about my God. He does not give me the luxury of hiding things. He does not give me that luxury. Have you got the same God as me? You don't have the luxury. Uh -uh. And if you're part of this church, I will come and find you. <laughs> and you know it's true. You know it's true. It's a personal question, guys. Have you hidden something away? It's been in the attic for years. God doesn't waste a season. God will not waste an experience he does not waste a skill, and he doesn't waste a dream. When we're younger, he gives us these dreams, eh? We get a little bit older, and we have to endure life, and all of a sudden, it seems like our dreams are stomped on, they're broken, we throw them away. And then God comes and taps on your shoulder at some given time, and he says, remember that dream I gave you? You've been hiding that away, but I'm pulling that out of the attic tonight. And 2021, you're going to see some things flying again. We put things in the attic, but God will actually make a way for those old, worn-out things to come back into the open and the breeze, the wind of His Holy Spirit will actually come and actually take that to some new places. And I get it, 2020 has been a hard year. Mate, it was a hard year for me, let me tell you. But that year has now closed and a brand new year has begun. And most people in our church, I mean, you may not believe me right now, but I tell you, in a year's time, you come to me the first Sunday of 2022 and say, Dave, I remember, I remember you said that on the first Sunday of 2021. And I look back over the year and what you said came to pass. And I said, why didn't you believe me in the first place? <laughs> but it's unlikely beginnings. Mark my word, this year there'll be unlikely beginnings. There are some things that have been hidden away, some things that you thought that's of no use anymore, and you thought that was dead, that was dormant, that was for a year or a decade gone by, and God is saying, I will not waste a single thing. I will bring it out into the open, and you will see he will do something extraordinary. Second thing which God wants to speak into the life of our church is called this, Off We Go. Off We Go. Let's um, have a look at this video, um, and I'll speak into it. Off We Go. Drawing our own bath. How oh, very helpful, John. In that case, you may turn off the tap. But not quite yet. Still need to put in the bubbles. But I don't like soap bubbles. Well, then you shall have to try to avoid them at all costs. She's a tough nut, isn't she? All right, then. But we'll have to get this done quickly. Right. We still have to get down to the grocers. And it looks as though it might rain. I know who you should ask. Her <sighs> umbrella can't talk, Georgie. The very idea. 
How do you know it can't? Because it can't. The very notion is ridiculous. Exactly right, Annabelle. It's nonsense. Foolishness. It makes no sense. And if it makes no sense, it can't be true. John, you're right. It's good to know you're bright. For intellect can wash away confusion. George sees and Annabelle agrees. Most folderols an optical illusion. You three know it's true that one plus one is two. Yes, logic is the rock of our foundation. I suspect, and I'm never incorrect, that you're far too old to give in to imagination. No, not yet. Some people like to splash and play. Can you imagine that? And take a seaside holiday. Can you imagine that? Too much glee leaves rings around the brain. Take that joy and send it down the drain. Some people like to laugh at life and giggle through the day. They think the world's a brand new shiny toy. And if while dreaming in the clouds they fall and go splat, although they're down and bent in half, they brush right off and start to laugh. Can you? Perhaps you're right. It makes no sense to take a bath this early. Wait! I want to take a bath. Oh, really? Very well, then. <laughs> Up you go. And in you go. Georgie! <laughs> John! What happened? Will I be all right? Well, it is just a bath after all. But then again, it's not my tub. Shouldn't you go in after them? Oh, no, I had my bath this morning. Thank you. Well, if you won't, I will! <laughs> in seconds flat. So, perhaps we've learnt when day is done some stuff and nonsense could be fun!
we go. Off we go. Who reckons that's a really annoyingly catchy song? It's an annoyingly catchy song. Listen to one of the stanzas. Some people like to laugh at life and giggle through the day. They think the world's a brand new shiny toy. And if while dreaming in the clouds, they fall and go kasplat. Although they're down and bent in half, they brush right off and start to laugh. Can you imagine that? I reckon that is just an incredible, incredible stanza. I mean, like, it's almost like Mary Poppins is singing about, I don't know, new creation. <laughs> Could you imagine like, if Mary Poppins was leading worship or if Jesus was... <laughs> kinds of stuff happening. <laughs> Come on, guys, lift your game. <laughs> But can you imagine Christians actually leading a chorus like that? Or can you imagine Jesus leading a chorus like that? Mark 1 verse 15, we know this very, very well, um, especially as we went through Mark. The very first time when, when Jesus says this, says this, the time promised by God has come at last, he announced to Jesus, the kingdom of God is near, repent. Everyone say repent. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. Repent of your sins. What does that word repent mean? Repent means to rethink everything. It simply means to reimagine life. Reimagine your world. In light of the kingdom of God, in light of thy kingdom come, rethink your entire world. That's what repentance means. We've got a whole bunch of baggage that's kind of hitched onto that word repentance. But understand, in first century, that's what repent meant rethink everything. Jesus is coming out and saying, there is some fantastic news. There is some good news. There is stuff that is happening in light of God's kingdom being that close. Rethink your entire life. Reimagine everything. Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, which is my life verse, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Wait a minute, that's the wrong translation. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this age, of this present evil age, but be transformed. What does that mean? To reimagine, to be transformed by the, sorry, to be transformed by the renewing or the reimagination of your mind. That there is something about us as followers of Jesus Christ that we should be reimagining our life. We should be reimagining this world. We should be reimagining this church. You should be reimagining your family, your marriage in light of the kingdom of God. There should be something that is in play. It amazes me sometimes that we can look at movies like this and we can say, oh, that movie is like in this genre of like, like a fantasy or whatever and all this. And we don't understand, we don't recognize that we are supposed to have in our mind that there is an otherliness to life. What we see right here, this is not all that there is. There is actually an otherliness. There is a kingdom come. There is a thy will be done. And we need to actually get into that. Um, we need to know that. But that's not really what I want to talk about when we talk about off we go. There is a defining moment in this movie that shapes the entire narrative and the entire um, perspective for these children. And it's actually outworked from this place. And it actually happens when Mary Poppins says three words and it changes absolutely everything. Do you see that moment when she's sitting at the end of, her, of the bathtub and there's this mischievous smile that comes on her face and then she says, off we go. And then she goes in and you know what, off they go, don't they? They are gone, who knows, into it, whatever. Off we go. Most people don't move unless someone calls them to move. That is really unfortunate for me. <laughs> like my job would be so much more easy if people had a whole lot more initiative. But you will notice if you've been part of this church, every single Sunday, absolutely every single Sunday, I am in your face, I'm stepping on your toes on purpose, and I'm saying these words, off we go. We are followers of Jesus Christ. We are not little victims running around this world. We have got this mandate to actually push out new creation out into this world because God is actually doing a huge renovation of the entire cosmos and it's a family project and we are His family. So He's calling his, us as His children to come and join Him on this massive renovation which is happening right now. Why would you sit down on your backside if there's a huge renovation happening? Let's get to work. Right? That's what I do every single Sunday, isn't it? Every, you know, every single Sunday, Dave's going to get in our face. Every single Sunday, Dave's going to make us uncomfortable. Every single Sunday, Dave's going to open up Holy Scripture and we're going to see again and again and again and again that following Jesus Christ actually means that, come on, guys, off we go. Off we go, isn't it? Most people make excuses as to why they haven't moved in the last 12 months. 
but they don't understand, they don't realize that we're actually created and we're made to actually move, to grow, to actually strengthen. We're supposed to progress. And, and sometimes we think, oh, I haven't grown in the last 12 months. No, 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 wait a minute. If you haven't progressed, guess what? You have digressed. That is the reality. And in every single facet of our life, we are supposed to grow. Whether that be spiritually, whether that be emotionally, whether that be socially, we are supposed to develop and we are supposed to grow. And if we are not growing, guess what? We are actually shrinking. And that is not what we are supposed to do. And I understand and I recognize that there are a lot of excuses that all of us can say as to why I haven't done this or why I haven't done that. But generally speaking, I know that there really is only really one reason why people don't move. It's because someone has not stepped into your world and actually looked at you with a beautiful, mischievous face and says, off we go. Come on. We can do better than this. Come on, we're going to go change the world. Come on, we're going to go reflect the glory of God into this dark world. Come on, we are going to absolutely terrify principalities and powers who think they are running this place. We're going to show them that we are the church of Jesus Christ. I have the Holy Spirit in and with me. And if I have the Holy Spirit, I have the fullness of God with me all the time. Who in the world would dare come against me? Right? Off we go. Off we go. Off we go. (laughs) Those three words only exist when we're close enough in people's life to do that. Um, one thing I've noticed about the Western Church, and New Spring Church is not exempt from this, okay? If this offends you, too bad, basically. I've noticed in the Western Church, we have far too many Christians who are sitting down and waiting for someone to call them on, and far few Christians who are actually being the ones who are calling people on. So this year... The challenge has to be, like, you look at someone in the life of this church, you actually paying attention and you're hearing from God, who are you going to step into, like, into their life and say, come on, off we go? Or are you still going to be sitting down and say, oh, I'm still waiting for Dave to come and give me a, a phone call. I'm still waiting for Dave to have a, cho- uh, have a coffee. I almost said hot chocolate. A <laughs> coffee with me. How dare you give me hot chocolate? <laughs> who are we going to initiate that with? Paul says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Jesus calls these disciples and they're just going about their daily work, what they're doing every single day. And there comes a moment, there comes a time when Jesus steps into their world and he says, hey, you come and follow me. And when he says, follow me, guess what? They start and they move. They, they leave their, their businesses, they leave their family, they leave their dad and they follow Jesus and they move. No one moves unless someone calls them on. I was um, out last night and I was praying. I had Oscar out there and, and, and over there and like, I was kind of like just getting inside of me and you need to understand and recognize I'm not in holiday mode, all right? So I might have a holiday later on, but I've been going through, so I'm not, I haven't relaxed yet. So I'm still in that. Uh. But I'm like talking to the Lord. I'm saying, God, I want to go deeper this year. I'm so not content with, 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 with where we've been last year or where I've been last year. I, I want to go deeper in you. I want to know the Lord more. I want to understand Scripture more. I, I, just, want to, I just want to go deeper. And, and then inside of me came the question mark, is there anyone else in New Spring who wants to go deeper? I wonder. Well, by the end of this year, I'm going to find out. But I want to go deeper this year, guys. I am so not content with where we were last year, what we've done last year. I praise God for it. I thank God for His faithfulness. But I know God is calling us on. Off we go, New Spring Church. And I think one of the sad things that happens, I've been in this church almost nine years now. One of the sad things that happens is I know for myself, I am on this journey and I'm pursuing Jesus. And there have been so many people and they got off the the train, they got off the thing, the platform, like almost like seven years ago, eight years ago, nine years ago, and they're still there. (laughs) Off we go. Off we go. I think that's a great challenge. Not just to be in your hearing, not just for you to hear from your pastor that we're going. I've said this so many times. I do not want to die wondering. Not a chance. You know, if this is real, I want to see it. Like seriously, I look at stuff and <laughs> I, 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 I look at stories and things that we say as the church and we, we call this revival and this was amazing and that was amazing. And, and, that, and I'm looking and I'm saying, if that is really revival... That sucks. Because if that's what it looks like, 
My expectation is like sky high and, and you're saying that's what it is? No, no, no. Like if God is for real, for real, I've given, I've put my whole eternity in this. I want to know him. I want to see it. I want people to experience the peace and the love and the shalom of God. I want to see them literally have their lives be put back together. I want to see addictions fall off them. I want to see healings come. I want to see thy kingdom come moments. But it's going to mean off we go. Off we go. And for some of us, you're hidden some stuff in the attic. And guess what? God's on your case right now. That stuff's not hidden anymore, is it? No, you came to church. There you go. That's what happens when you come to church. God calls you out. Uh, last one, last one before we go on. Which door needs to open in 2021? Now, this is a really important one. I wanted to land on this. This is a really, really important one. In your life, which door needs to open in 2021? Because there are a lot of doors that we'll be knocking on. Okay? There's a whole bunch of doors. And the reason why we knock on doors is because... <coughs> The door promises something. Okay. Something's happened to the Banks family. One of the great things about movies is that we get a glimpse into why things are the way they are. We don't get a glimpse into the why of people's lives. We get to see the what. It's like, you messing your life up. You just done something really dumb. They're what, right? But what we don't get a glimpse into is to why did you do that? Because there's always a why. And the way that we can actually show and have genuine compassion is to stop and actually say, okay, I can see what's happening here. That person just lashed out or that person did that. But there needs to be a why behind that. The movies give us a glimpse as to the why. We need to work a little bit harder to actually find that why in people's life. You know what I'm saying? But we need to do that. This movie actually shows us the why. We're exposed to the why. We get a bit of a glimpse as to why this family is in disarray. Why is it you walk into this family and the kids are acting like adults and the father's acting like a child? Like what is going on here that there seems to be this gloominess, there's this darkness that has happened and we get a glimpse into the why. So before we move on to doors opening, how about you look at this um, song and actually lets us know why this family is in this predicament. spoken in so long dear this year has gone by in a blur today seems everything's gone wrong here I'm looking for the way things were I know you'd laugh and call me tragic for everything's in disarray these rooms were always full of magic that's vanished since you went away House is crowded now with questions. Your Johns are walking questionnaire. And I could surely use a few suggestions on how to brush our daughter's hair. When Georgie needed explanations, you always knew just what to say. And I miss our family conversations. It's silent since you went away. Winter has gone, but not from this room. Snow's left the lane, but the cherry trees forgot to bloom. A certificate. A certificate. <clears throat> I'll carry on the way you told me. Say that like I had a choice. And though you are not here to hold me, in the echoes I can hear your voice. But still one question fills my day, dear, the answer I've most longed to know. Each moment since you went away, dear, my question cases. Where'd you go? 
nothing in the wardrobe. Which door needs to be opened in 2021? The heartbreak of life for every human is that things die along the way. Isn't that true? And our reaction to when things die lets us know that we are actually not created to handle death. That is precisely why we are longing for the fulfillment of new creation of God's kingdom here on earth. And that is why those who do not have Jesus as king are still desperately pursuing the utopian kingdom. They just want the kingdom without the king. But they're still running after it. Because we know that we are not created to have things die along the way. And over the last few years, maybe 2020 in and of itself, was a year where someone or something dear to you, something that is really, really important, it died and it's affected you. It's affected you. Because that was not supposed to happen. That was not part of the plan. And as we begin 2020 or 2021, you may actually have the same um, song as Michael is singing those words where he says, Winter has gone, but not from this room. Snow's left the lane, but the cherry trees forgot to bloom. As charismatics, we do not have a very good theology of lament, which is very ironic because we have an entire book called Lamentations. <laughs> but we're much more happy to actually go through life and put our head in the sand when things go wrong or put a mask on our face. And sometimes we are so um, desperate to ignore that things actually do happen in our life and that really does affect our life. Throughout Scripture um, and the um, Jewish people, they, they live this out really, really well. If you're talking about lamenting, then they know how to lament. You know what I'm saying? They know, they know how to cry. They know how to actually take their emotions and wrap it up, particularly into the creative arts and actually into prayer and actually lift that up to, we, we, we have a lot to learn. But Scripture actually says over and over again that God is close to the brokenhearted. He's close to the brokenhearted. And we have... Often, a lot of times, we have a lot of learning to do when it comes to brokenness, when it comes to actually acknowledging that along the way of life, there are certain things that have died, and that, that was not part of the plan. That should not have happened. And because of that, it has affected me in certain ways. And I know for a large part of people in our church, the reason why I really felt to land on this, there's a large portion of people in our church and 2020 you have begun, winter has gone but not in this room or not in my heart. Everyone else seems to be like having a blast but inside of my heart, if I was absolutely honest, it is barren, it is hurting and it is dry. Brokenness, this is from personal experience, okay? I ain't gone to anyone's book or any like scripture or anything. This. this is what I know about brokenness. It feels very, very lonely. Anyone else? It feels even more lonely when you're surrounded by a whole bunch of people. It feels really lonely if you're married. It feels really lonely, guess what? Like brokenness feels really lonely when you're a senior pastor. Um, because no one's exempt from this stuff, guys. You know, Dave's the senior pastor. That doesn't mean nothing. I'm a human, you know, but it is something that actually comes and um, no matter how, this is what we try to do. We will try to fill our lives with so many different things or we just try to distract ourselves with so many different things, but we fail to understand that there is only one way that healing will come when it comes to brokenness. And the only way that healing comes is through the healer. That's the only way. That's the only way. And sometimes we go through the valleys of life and we want to run away from the valleys of life, not knowing that Jesus wants to meet us in that valley. He wants to meet us in that dark place. And as we go through the process, he will ensure that we're healing. Here's the kicker, though. Jesus at no time promises that this is going to be a quick process. Jesus isn't into quick. Jesus is into thorough. All right? I've never met someone who's gone to their surgeon and said, you know what, surgeon, you know what, doctor? There's this thing in me, 
I want, you to, I want you to be quick because I need to get out in half an hour. You know what I'm saying? I need to go out. I need to go meet my friends. If you can get this done in 15 minutes, they'll give me an extra 10 minutes to do that. I can get dressed and I can go. That'll be fantastic. No one says that to their doctor. They say, surgeon, this is what I need you to do. I need you to be thorough. Take your time. That is exactly what Jesus does. He is thorough with us. He's not necessarily quick, which means when it comes to healing, patience goes hand in hand with healing. And it can be so, so incredibly lonely. But it is that process that the Lord takes us to that opens a door. The question is, what door? What door will it open? What door will it open? Um, How about you look at this um, second last video and we'll talk about this door. What are you two whispering about? Nothing. Nothing. Such a useful word, isn't it? It can mean anything and everything. It's just that... You don't require the services of a nanny. Well, we have grown up a good deal in the past year, after all. Yes. Well, we'll have to see what can be done about that. That was our mother's be careful. I am always careful. So you're staying? Yes, I'll stay. Until the door opens. What does that mean? That door's always opening. Oh, not that door. Another one. The bathroom door. That's just silly, Georgie. Not the bathroom door. No, but a bath would prove useful. Come along. Time for a good, clean start. In typical fashion, Mary Poppins is not staying permanently. In this case, she's just staying until the door opens. And... um, I hope you sort of seen like this is actually quite a complicated movie. There's a lot of great stuff in it if you're paying attention. Um, the the question is which door? Um, she says I'm a, I'm going to stay until the door opens. And when she says that, the children are really perplexed because it's so ambiguous. I'm only going to stay till the door opens. Yes, I'll stay until the door opens. And the question is, well, which door is that? Because the door of this movie is exactly the same door that God actually wants to open in our life. And I think. One thing about doors is that doors are always there. Like in this room, we've got a couple of doors. A couple of doors are hidden from the curtain. There's a door over there. There's a door over there. There are doors over there. Sometimes those doors are closed and sometimes those doors get stuck. I reckon for some of us in this church, this particular door has gotten stuck. But there's a reason why this door has gotten stuck. It's not like this door doesn't exist. It's just gotten stuck because we've had some things happen to our lives. Some things have died along the way and it has affected us. And God actually wants to open this particular door this year. It may not be this month but we're only three days in you come talk to me in day 365 and tell me if this door has not opened in your life but we need to know what this door is this is the last video have a quick look I'm going to wrap this up (laughs) of course the grown-ups will all forget by tomorrow they always do only one balloon left Mary Poppins I think it must be yours yes I suppose it must Practically perfect in every way. Welcome home, everyone. It's nice to be back, isn't it? (laughs) It is. It's so nice. I never thought I'd feel this much joy and wonder ever again. I thought that door was closed to me forever. Thank you, Mary Poppins. Goodbye. I never thought I'd feel this much joy and wonder ever again. 
I thought that door was closed on me forever. This is the door for 2021. For a large part of people in our church and also in Kalamunda, we'll get to that next week. It's a door of joy. It's a door of joy. Because things have happened along the way and if you're honest enough, you haven't got that good old charismatic Pentecostal mask on. You'd be honest enough to say, you know what? That door seems to be stuck at the moment. And this whole movie is about opening that door. Everything that's happened in this movie up until this point was for that moment, for that door to be opened. And Michael, something's happened in his life and he's saying, I never thought I would feel this joy and wonder ever again. I thought this door was shut. I thought it was closed. Galatians 5 verse 22 to 23, I'll actually read verse 22, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. Understand it's one fruit. In our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you have the fruit of the Spirit, which has all these different facets. And one of these facets is joy. But how many of us know that you can possess something and not experience it? Isn't that right? You could have something in your possession. You could have something in your spirit. You could have something that belongs to you, the fruit of the Spirit, and you can be in a place that even though you possess it, you are not experiencing it. And this year for you is about that door opening up so you don't just possess joy in your life, but you also start experiencing joy in your life. Christians are not immune to hardship. We're not immune to trials. We're not immune to suffering. In fact, suffering goes hand in hand with being a follower of Jesus Christ. What exactly did you think it means to pick up your cross and follow Jesus? Anyone who thinks that being a Christian is about living the good life all the time, you simply do not know what you're part of, right? I mean, have you guys had some suffering? goes hand in hand, doesn't it? So, so we're not immune to that stuff, but we experience it differently because we have this beautiful thing called joy that is actually inside of us. And we also understand and recognize that there are principalities and there are powers who try to bully us to actually try to dictate the terms, the places and the people where we can rejoice and where we can experience joy. And sometimes things happen in life that actually shut doors on us experiencing what we actually possess, which is joy. And quite possibly 2021 is a year where you will join with the psalmist and you will pray the same prayer that the psalmist has prayed and a myriad of Christians have prayed over the years and over the centuries. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. Because joy is a door that right now on the 3rd of January is stuck and it is closed in your life. By the end of this year, God wants to open up that door. So you don't just sing about it. You don't just preach about it. You don't pray about it. You actually experience this joy that you already possess. Does that sound okay? And in the meantime, while you're doing that, here's a couple of suggestions before we wrap up. Number one, be the church. That's a good one, isn't it? Live a life worthy of the call, for you've been called by God. Ephesians 4 verse 1. We learned this last year. What's he talking about? He's talking about being the church. If we were to look at your calendar, your relationships, where you invest your resources, would there be enough evidence to accuse you of actually being the church, of actually being a Christian? You know, like it, it amazes me. Like I'm a, I reckon one, one battle which I will never win is that for the life of me, I don't understand being a senior pastor. I don't understand how Christians don't rock up regularly to church. And then they wonder where their life's, why their life's falling apart. I've still got people who live in this part of this church and they haven't come back after the COVID isolation, which was like in June. And then you hear this life's falling apart and like, oh, really? Huh, did you want to do something about that? No. The church is supposed to be family. Every single Sunday, we have a family meal. We get together, right? Every Thursday, we go to mum's. We have a family meal. You know, we have good curry and stuff and beautiful. Every Sunday, we have two meals, 9 o'clock and, and 5 p.m. Why would you miss out on that? Obviously, you guys aren't, but you know what I'm saying? Like, rock up. Be the church. Second thing, make an order of the voices you're listening to. Had a really profound coffee with a 16-year-old, um, would have been about three weeks ago. 16, 
And he's saying, Dave, he wanted to talk to me about like some stuff. He's, he's experiencing some spiritual stuff, which is really, really cool. Um, but he said, Dave, like uh, uh, someone said to me, I should actually stop listening to some of the rubbish I've been listening to because it made me feel so dark and it made me feel so depressed and all that. So I started listening to Christian music and he says, Dave, it is incredible. I'm feeling so alive. I'm feeling so uplifted. And I said to him, you know what? You're just lucky because when I was 16, the Christian music was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Do you remember those? But now this, this great stuff, but he's made an audit. He said, I'm not going to listen to that stuff. But what about you this year? Are you going to do an audit? What, do you, what music you listen to? What television? Does anyone even watch television anymore? What Netflix series are you watching? What preachers are you listening to? There are some great preachers out there. There are some preachers that aren't so great, all right? If you want to know what some great preachers are, number one, listen to New Spring Church because this is going to be your primary diet, Right? No, and if you want to actually have some other preachers, come and talk to me. I'll, I'll give you some good preachers. But there's enough people running their mouth off and it's not going to do you any good. You need to do an audit on what's going on in your ears. What podcasts are you listening to? Th- the third one, what make an audit on the key relationships of your life. Mark my words, birds of a feather really do flock together, right? I can tell you where you're going by the people you hang out with. People are either connected with your destiny or your future. I want to be hanging out with people who are taking me to my future. Who are you hanging out with? Who's your family hanging out with? There's enough stories in this church, man. I know enough stories in this church and things have fallen apart simply because decisions were made to hang out with exactly, precisely the wrong people. (laughs) My gosh. Anyway. And the last one, (laughs) it is amazing how hanging out with the wrong people will literally devastate your life. (laughs) But hanging out with the right people, my goodness, that'll take you to places you never thought you'd go. The number one thing, this year, 2021, don't try to use Jesus to get things this year. Just have a desire to be with Him. Because we love to use Jesus to get that miracle. And I want to use Jesus to get that breakthrough. And I want to use Jesus. Jesus is not a genie who lives in the Bible. But we treat him that way so often. No, 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 no. Jesus is the win. If I'm running a race, if there's a prize, Jesus is the prize. I'm not using Jesus in order to get the prize. He is my joy. He is my peace. You'd be knocking on all kinds of doors trying to get stuff. People knock on the door of relationship. People knock on like the job. If I work more, I'm going to get more money. If I get more money, I can do this. And how does that work for you? No, 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 no. Don't use Jesus in order to get things. Just be with Jesus. You will be amazed at how easy it is to be in the presence of the Lord. There is a sound I love to hear. The sound of his, the train of his robe when he walks into the room. Have you ever experienced that? I have. Have you ever smelt His fragrance as He comes into a place? Because I have. And it's not that hard. Simple prayer, Holy Spirit, lead me into the presence of my Jesus and He will take you in. It's that simple. And you will see, it may not be in the 3rd of January, but you come to me this time next year and I'd love to hear from you, Lips. You know what? The door of joy opened unexpectedly in my life. And when I sing about joy, when I preach about joy, when I pray about joy, I'm not singing and I'm not dancing and I'm not trying to actually fake my way through it. I am actually experiencing this joy which I know I possess. It is the door of joy for 2021. There are three things out of that movie which I want to get into our hearing. And the last one is the door of joy let me pray for you and then we're gonna finish i guess because i spoke too long as per usual father we do come before you in jesus name i thank you for your word i thank you for truth and i thank you for our kids lord the kids that prompted the delivery of a different kind of message but a message which i believe you want to speak into the hearts and the minds and the families of our church Father, I pray that there would just be some incredible, unusual rebeginnings, Lord. 
that there will be some things that have been hidden away that you will bring them out into the open. Father, I ask that there'll be a new drive and there'll be a new zeal to actually come alongside and to step into people's worlds and say, off we go. Let us experience more of the kingdom of God. Let us see more of the kingdom of God. Let us touch. Let us taste. Let us see. Let us not just hear about what this could be like or what this could look like, but let us touch and see and experience like kingdom come right here in 2021. Father, we pray for that. And Father, I ask for those in this beautiful church, the beautiful families, the husbands and wives, anyone where that door of joy is stuck at the moment, where that door of joy is close at the moment. I pray for 2021 that that door be opened in Jesus' name, that joy will come and fill hearts and fill souls and fill families in the name of Jesus Christ. I ask that there will be a new strength that becomes because the joy of the Lord is our strength and there will be a new zeal and there will be a new passion and there will be rejoicing in your house and there will be rejoicing in your streets, we pray. In Jesus' name, we ask this to be done. We pray and everyone who believes that says, Amen, 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 amen.